Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and wow. Despite the San Francisco 49ers getting their first win of the 2021-2022 season against the Seattle Seahawks 27-7, it just feels like they got a loss today. It feels like the Niners took an L on a cloudy, rainy Sunday afternoon in Santa Clara. It just feels like there's a somber mood not only amongst the fan base, but amongst the team, the coaches. It just feels like it's a sad day despite coming out of a win. You know, it feels like it feels like Patrick Mahomes just tore his ACL and he's out for the year, right? It feels like, you know, the, the Cardinals lost Albert Pujols in 2005 in the middle of the season when he's having, you know, 50 home runs or whatever it may be. It just feels like San Francisco lost their star player in the midst of a playoff run or on the on the 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 horizon of something you know amazing but in reality the Niners losing Trey Lance for the season due to an ankle injury and we're going to dive into all of it all of it every angle Trey Lance, Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, the offseason last year, this year every single angle is going to be discussed but it just feels like something catastrophic has happened. And yet, they still won the game. Like The Niners are now 1-1. One one. They are tied for the lead in the NFC West. Like The Niners are at the top of the division somewhere. And I can even argue, and I will argue later in the show, that the Niners are better now, despite the unfortunate circumstances than they were coming into Sunday. And I hate saying that, so before we get into all the quarterback stuff, because that's all every single person's going to want to talk about, we have to talk about the good stuff, right? The the actual stuff that happened on Sunday between the Niners and the Seahawks. And the first place I want to start is, look, San Francisco won 27-7. And in that win, the defense was amazing. It's a very simple word, but it means so much. Drake Jackson should have had his first sack of the year, I believe, with half a sack, but he didn't get credit for it when him and Nick Bosa teamed up for a sack on Geno Smith. Tawanoa Hufunga was lighting it up, still had a big pass block on the interception by Tayshawn Gibson. He's carrying over that performance against the Bears, and he carried it over into Sunday against the Seahawks. Emmanuel Mosley, I mean... One of the conversations we had was, I was going to miss Jimmy Ward going up against DK Metcalf. It's two guys who like to play physical, and I was going to miss that. Well, 
that was replaced on Sunday with Emmanuel Mosley in DK Metcalf. I mean, what was it, the first drive of the game for Seattle? Mosley was playing super physical coverage against Metcalf, and Metcalf was holding his hand and screaming at the refs and this and that and that. And that carried over throughout the entirety of the game. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley put the clamps down on DK Metcalf. Now, there was one play where there wasn't any clamps put on, and and Metcalf, you know, kind of big-boyed Manny Mosley. (laughs) Thankfully, though, it was called back due to penalty. But outside of that one play that doesn't count, Mosley was locked down corner uh, all day long. So, shout-out to him. Also, Dre Greenlaw. Uh, the the on, on the receiving end of a two-year contract extension, good for him. He'll be in the Bay until 2025, so congratulations to the big play, Drake Greenlaw. But also, um, one thing we talked about after the Bears game was that he had been playing too aggressive. And I had said I didn't mind him playing aggressive, but you have to be smart when you play aggressive, right? You can't be making dumb penalties. You can hit someone hard, lay somebody out. You can be Ray Lewis, you know, circa 2005. By all means, I love that stuff. But I, what I can't have you being is Vontez Perfect. Now, not the dirty side of him, but the penalty-led side of him. And that's what Greenlaw had been dating back to 20, or uh, week 17 of 2021 against the Rams. He was doing that against the Bears last week and hurt this team immensely. But on Sunday against the Seahawks, he looked a lot better, led this team in tackles. He looked like the Drake Greenlaw that deserves a two-year extension. Good in coverage, great tackler. Uh, He looked like the number two linebacker on a team that has Fred Warner. So essentially, many teams' number one linebacker on Sunday against Seattle. And of course, we can't forget the smaller bear, Nick Bosa, right? I mean... We all talked about how Nick Bosa could be in for an MVP-type season, right? and or, or a Defensive Player of the Year-type season. And he got two sacks on Sunday against the Seahawks. Again, teamed up with Drake Jackson for one, albeit Jackson wasn't credited for the sack. Nick Bosa looked great. They had no sacks in the first half. Nick Bosa comes out in the second half, makes a statement early, gets a sack in Seattle's first drive of the second half, and from then on out it was just, look, you're not scoring right? Seattle did not score a touchdown offensively the entirety of the game. Essentially, the defense pitched a shutout, and a large part of that is due to guys like Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, Hufunga, Mosley, and Drake Jackson. Again, I- I'm-, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody on the defensive side, but when you have three turnovers, that's big money, easy money for the defense, so credit to those guys. Let's go to the offense really quick, too, because the offense was rolling as well. Now, I get it, 27 points isn't, you know, isn't a big number uh, in many other games. I'm not looking at Lamar Jackson and, and, you know, Tua putting up like seven touchdowns apiece, right? (laughs) It wasn't like that, but uh, Debo Samuel looked great. He looked like the player that you give a large contract extension to in the offseason. He held out and, uh, well, he didn't miss a beat because he had a huge 51-yard run today. Huge cutback, made the made the defender look silly. I mean, Debo Samuel was on his game uh, from snap number one. Had an amazing one-handed catch to kind of save. Now, it wasn't a throw, you know, 75 yards. You know, it, it, it wasn't the, o, the OBJ catch, right? But it was a behind, a throw behind him. He grabs one-handed, maybe saves a pick from Jimmy Garoppolo and just 
snags it in, you know, no no doubt about it. So good on Debo there. Jeff Wilson Jr. wasn't great last week against the Bears. This week, 18 carries, 84 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. He looked like a bell cow back and someone this team can ride while Mitchell's on the shelf. So great job for Jeff Wilson Jr. Also, Ty Davis Price. I mean, when you get 14 carries for 33 yards and 2.4 yards per carry, it's not flashy, but it tells that tells me you can hang, right? You can be a third down guy, a, a, a short a, a short yardage guy in the NFL and on this team. So good on Ty Davis Price. Brandon Ayuk, also a great game. Uh, five receptions, a team high. Had a huge yak play early in San Francisco's first drive. Got the offense going, got Trey Lance rolling, uh, obviously until the injury. But Ayuk looked really good. The offensive line held up. Uh, there were a handful of plays you want to have back, obviously, but it didn't seem like they they were, you know, that they were atrocious like they were against Chicago. It seemed like with a a dry or dry enough surface that they weren't going to be as bad as they were uh, in the monsoon at Soldier Field. And the last player to look out for, or that I thought was impressive, amongst many others that I haven't even mentioned yet, or will forget to mention on this list, is Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think any time, whether you're defense or on the offense, granted on defense it's a little different because those players rotate so much. When you're playing quarterback, you are essentially coming off the field cold. And he looked like good old Jimmy G, right? Now, the same way that Trey Lance looked really good off the bench against Seattle last year, uh, Jimmy G, albeit you know not the same stats, aching to blow you away, he looked like himself. And knowing that now he's going to be our starter going forward, uh, that's a good sign. It didn't seem like he missed a beat whatsoever. Now, with that being said, there are still some of those shaky throws where you're like, oh, God, Jimmy, <laughs> like, what? did you have to throw that? Like, that's the throw you chose to make? So, I get it, but there were shots down the field, and he even said it in his press conference post game that it felt similar to 2017. Now, as we dive into this quarterback conversation, because, look, the Niners won, but every single podcast, radio show, TV show, doesn't matter where you get your content, they're all going to be talking about Trey Lance, his injury, Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and what this team's quarterback situation looks like going forward. But before we do that, I want to kind of dissect what Jimmy Garoppolo said in his postgame, because, like I said earlier... He said it felt like 2017, and I want to ask you, what was something that stood out to you in 2017 for Jimmy Garoppolo? One of the the bigger headlines during that time was that Jimmy didn't know the playbook, and ever since then, now that he's grasped the playbook, it's like Kyle Shanahan has kind of kept him in this box. Jimmy hasn't gotten better. Now, there's a lot of controversy over, is that Jimmy's fault? Is that Shanahan's fault? You can go either way, doesn't matter to me. It's That conversation isn't you know necessarily needed to be had over the course of you know, the four or five years he's been here, but there was a difference in the way Jimmy Garoppolo played in that you know first couple of throws against Seattle. And it was almost like their 
it was almost like there were no restrictions, right? He was taking deep shots, and he was missing some passes by far, but it felt like he wasn't afraid to sling it. He wasn't afraid to take a chance. And with Jimmy, everything seemed so, you know, by the books and basic, but in his first couple of throws, even the ones he did miss, it felt like there was a fearlessness in him, right? It felt like the shackles were off of Jimmy G in at least that first quarter of play, and that's when San Francisco kind of hit their stride. And I, again, I'm I'm not contributing or attributing Jimmy G to the win or you know San Francisco's offense being better, but it did at a certain point feel like the offense had kind of reverted back to what it was last year. It took them some time, but it felt like. Maybe it was familiarity for me, but it felt like they hadn't missed a beat. It felt like that the offense ran smoother, more efficiently, and I think a large part of that is due to the quarterback play. Now, again, that is no knock on Trey Lance, right? You know how I feel about Trey Lance. I I didn't even want to put expectations on him this year because it was going to be too unfair. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And now that Trey Lance is done for the year, right? It's look, I was angry when I first saw the injury. I was angry. And my first tweets were Stop the design runs, Shanahan, you're gonna get this kid killed. And it was this is a disaster. You bet the farm on this kid and you can't even protect him. It was This is on Kyle Shanahan, three design runs in 16 plays, then boom. Potentially catastrophic for the Niners. And I think we have to start where all of this stems from. And that's Kyle Shanahan and his usage of quarterbacks. Look, let's let's forget Jimmy G, right? This has nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, RG3, whoever you want to pick, Matt Ryan... Let's just focus on Trey Lance, right? So, and let's go back to the very beginning, right? Shanahan trades up to number three. Now, my understanding of that was not that Trey Lance was the only quarterback Kyle Shanahan liked. Now, there are many reports, many of them contradicting that it was Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Look, I can only tell you how I feel about it. Kyle Shanahan traded up to number three to give himself the pick of the litter, right? He knew it was Lawrence. He knew it was Wilson. He said, the next three guys, Lance, Jones, Fields, all of them can give me what I want to a certain degree. I just have to pick the one that has the highest upside. The one that can bring me to new heights, okay? And he landed on Trey Lance. And that's who I also landed on. I said, after digging through tape, listening to analysts and experts, I said, 
I think Trey Lance fits this scheme the best. I think Trey Lance is the one that Kyle Shanahan is going to draft. You can go back and listen to that podcast. I detailed why I think he was better than Fields, better than Mac Jones. I detail all of it. Go back and listen to it. You can see how I got to that conclusion. But, so Shanahan drafts this kid, right? And my first, or one of my first thoughts was, this is the perfect person for Shanahan who has never had the quarterback or the player that he's been able to mold. And I think many others had that thought process too. I'm sure you did yourselves. Where it was, okay, he's 21 years old. He has little experience. He's a piece of clay that Kyle Shanahan can mold and make him into the quarterback he wants him to be, right? Now, the question then became, well, what does that look like? And then, of course, people ran with that and said, well, it's this and that and that. And then Kyle Shanahan kind of fed that fire by saying, and and prior to drafting Trey Lance, said, I want Lamar Jackson and Drew Brees. Well, that had many folks leaning towards Justin Fields, kind of forgetting Mac Jones, and then thinking, well, maybe it could be Trey Lance. So then Shanahan drafts Trey Lance, Niners draft Trey Lance, but there was always this understanding that he was very raw. Right? Very, very raw. You know, played one game in 2020 due to COVID, had the 2019 season, a successful 2019 season, but very little tape on him, right? The story was no college wanted to, you know, give him a scholarship as a quarterback. He was going to move to defensive back. He wasn't going to play quarterback. He bets on himself, goes to NDSU, has a really good 2019 season has an okay 2020 game, and that somehow gets him into the draft conversation, right? But knowing he's going to be extremely raw, many fans, many coaches (laughs) don't know much about him, and it's a big fat unknown next to his name, a big question mark next to him. Now, when you're a coach like Shanahan, who Shanahan is one of the most cocky, arrogant coaches out there. He believes that he can make whatever player the best player they can be. And sometimes that works. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, he has surrounded himself with people that can also do that. Chris Kosarek, one of the best, if not the best, defensive line coach in the NFL. But with Shanahan, it was Kirk Cousins, RG3, Matt Ryan won the MVP, Jimmy G was really good in 2019. There was evidence to back that claim up that Shanahan could make any player reach their potential, right? And I think that that came into a factor with Trey Lance of, I don't know what you are now. There's so little tape on you now, but I can find that out and I can make you into the quarterback I want you to be while pushing you to reach your potential, right? So keep that in mind. And also keep in mind the Lamar Jackson and Drew Brees comments because those are very pivotal into what I'm going to talk about because Trey Lance is nothing like either one of them. Now, don't get me wrong, he has the ability to run like Lamar Jackson. He has a good enough pocket presence 
like a Drew Brees. Now, the difference is that Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson are MVP caliber players. And I don't think that... I don't think Kyle Shanahan was telling the fan base he's going to come in and be those players, but you want someone with dual threat capabilities who's strong in the pocket but can also use his legs as a weapon. Now, that's where I think this whole conversation gets muddled. That's where I think Kyle Shanahan went wrong. Because then it became... We're in we're in training camp of 2021, right? Lance is in there. He's the QB2 behind Jimmy G. Jed York releases the press conference saying, look, like, it could take two, three, four years. I'm willing to do that. We have the funds to do that. Fans are like, what the heck? That that makes no sense. And and I get it, right? Fans were on edge with Jimmy after 2020, right? The whole conversation was he can't stay healthy. This, that, and the other, right? We all know the story by now, right? And so, fans were eager to move off of Jimmy G for some very valid reasons. But they were willing to throw a young quarterback like Trey Lance into that fire when he wasn't ready, even if it meant moving off of Jimmy G. Now, this conversation does not revolve around Jimmy Garoppolo whatsoever, although he's tied into the story. Because, I'm not sure if you remember... But in training camp and OTAs and in preseason of 2021, there was a point where like the first week or two of practice, right, the media is going crazy. Oh my goodness, you will not believe what Trey Lance has done on the radio, writing. Trey Lance was so great that he's making Mahomes-like throws in the media, or at least part of them that have larger audiences, starts to build up. Trey Lance starts to then raise fans' expectation of Trey Lance. And again, that has nothing to do with Trey Lance himself. He's not doing that. He's just playing football. The media then starts to raise that level of what to expect from Trey Lance. The first preseason game happens, right? Hits that big bomb to Sherfield. Everyone loses their SHIT. <laughs> right? They lose their minds thinking, oh my goodness, he can do this? We haven't had this ability since Steve Young, maybe Jeff Garcia, but this elite level of throwing ability has not been here since Young in Montana. We have someone like a Mahomes or like a Josh Allen. And I think fans, and even myself was like, okay, look, like that was amazing. (laughs) That was awesome. But I think collectively as a fan base, there was a large portion who only saw little tidbits pushing the wave for Lance to start. Now, I get it. Niners come out. They falter 5-3. and three. We know the whole story of the comeback, right? But throughout that entirety of the season, the expectations continued to rise. And Trey Lance, still being 21 years old, still having... What he played 10 quarters last year, it wasn't like he had the experience. He was barely getting live reps, and I get it, right? A part of the fan base said, well, that's why he should be playing. He needs live reps. But then the season ends, right? The offseason comes, and we're sitting here saying, okay, well, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo has said goodbye in his press conference. You know, he is 
almost drawn to tears after the Rams game in the playoffs. It just seems like this is a chapter coming to an end. Then Trey is told, and, and whether Trey was told this, the team was told this, the media was told this, the fan base was told this. This is Trey Lance's team now. And that's kind of where this story really takes off because, okay, when you tell a fan base that this is your new starting quarterback, that everything that happened last year, while was important to the fabric of our organization, that's gone, we're moving on from that, we're going to give this young 22-year-old kid the keys to the kingdom, many of us, including myself, were like, okay, like, we were preparing for this day. We knew it was coming. We have no idea what's going to happen, but we're excited and we're will- willing to go along with it, right? And so we go along with it, right? We're in camp. Jimmy's still here trying to get a trade worked out. Things are kind of weird. We're not really sure what's going on, but Jimmy's still there. Excuse my chair creaking, but <laughs> but but Jimmy's still there, but like off to the side, still in the building, and this something seems wrong something seems like there's a weird cloud over the the arena right and so then trey not having to win the job is gifted the job by kyle shanahan and by john lynch now again we know why that happened we understand the need to eventually proclaim trey lance as king of the castle essentially, right? But he comes in, you know, untested. There, there is no quarterback battle, which, okay, cool, whatever. Like we can understand that. Then Jimmy Garoppolo was brought back in that conversation takes off. Then becomes, you know, what if they don't trust Trey? Oh my goodness. What is this? And throughout the entirety of the process, it's, well, why isn't Shanahan, letting Trey bomb it down, but why isn't he playing against the Vikings? And Shanahan's kind of keeping things behind closed doors. And then, and, I, and even I said, I said, what if Kyle Shanahan is not trying to show his hand? What if Kyle Shanahan isn't showing other teams what Trey Lance can do because there's so little film on him, he's been able to see him in camp, in practice, and knows what he actually can be. That way, once week one against the Bears comes, it's, Boom, click, he's RG3, rookie of the year kind of style of quarterback. Albert Breer made that mention. I you know, used that and said, look, here's evidence of that. And I got behind kind of this, this I don't want to call it a motto, but got behind that evidence of saying, look, like Kyle Shanahan has done this before, not shown a young quarterback and then he's explosive, makes big plays, come the regular season. But then week one happens, and you go, okay, forgive it, cool, no big deal. Then week two comes, and Trey gets hurt. But it's not just that he got hurt, it's how he got hurt that depicts the entire story. And I understand it was a long-winded way to get to Sunday, but all that needs to be remembered. Because I have so many gripes because Kyle Shanahan in week one now albeit not entirely Trey Lance's fault right he had 13 rushing attempts five scrambles three draws two quarterback powers 
two quarterback sneaks, and one zone read keeper. There was a variety of design runs and non-design runs for Trey Lance against the Bears. But the takeaway from that game was he's taking too many hits. I don't want to see my young quarterback being, you know, tossed around like a ragdoll by 250-pound linebackers running full steam at him unprotected. And that's what he was doing (laughs) against the Bears. And that's the same thing we saw against the Cardinals last year where Lance hurt his knee. And so it made the fan base collectively worry that Shanahan, you have to protect this guy. And lo and behold, three rushing attempts into the game in 16 plays, mind you, Lance is on the ground with a broken ankle. And there's no other way to to explain it other than, or, or even rationalize it other than, Trey Lance is a victim of... Kyle Shanahan's negligence. And a lot of that stems from, I don't believe Kyle Shanahan entirely felt comfortable allowing Trey Lance to throw the football right now. I believe the the accuracy concerns may have steered Kyle Shanahan into using his legs. And Shanahan talked about it in the post-game press conference saying, well, every team does that. Look at Buffalo. Look at Buffalo. Okay, Kyle, let's look at Buffalo. Let's look at the, the team that you used as the example to push back against being questioned. Okay, so Josh Allen, let's just use last year. So MVP breakout season elite level quarterback play Josh Allen, one of the best throwers and runners of the football at the quarterback position in the NFL. Let's break down his snaps. Josh Allen, last year, played 1,161 snaps. He had 646 passing attempts. That's 55.6% of his snaps. Josh Allen totaled 122 rushing attempts, 10.8%. 5% of his snaps. In 78 of those 122 rushing attempts were not designed runs. Again, 78 of the 122 were not designed runs. So what is that? 44 44, if my math is correct, I'm not good at math, but help me out. 44 were actually design runs? I mean, come on, Kyle. Then look at Trey Lance. Keep in mind, Josh Allen, he only ran the ball 122 times out of over 1,100 snaps. 10% of his snaps were running plays. Now go to Trey Lance. Just Trey Lance as a 49er last year, this year, including the Seattle game. He's played only 262 snaps, 101 passing attempts. That's 48.5% of his snaps. Rush attempts, 51. 
That's almost 20% of his snap count. Josh Allen, if not the, the, if he isn't number one, he's the second best runner at the quarterback position in the NFL. Is only running the ball 10.5% of the time. But Trey Lance, a young quarterback, little experience, what is it, 16 quarters of play, played one game in 2020, played very little in 2021, Kyle Shanahan's running that guy. The guy that just told us in preseason against the Packer game, that was the first time I've ever slid in my entire life. That's the guy Kyle Shanahan's choosing to run the football 20% of his snaps. Hey Kyle, even Buffalo, the team you you chose to, as an example, they're not even doing it as much as you are. You, being Kyle Shanahan, are the problem. Now, can Shanahan predict a linebacker hitting Trey Lance, him breaking his ankle? No. But it's the negligence you used in not protecting him, not understanding, and not even learning from your mistakes last year. Why did Trey Lance get hurt against the Cardinals? Oh, because he was taking shot after shot after shot unprotected. He was unprepared for the NFL. But that makes sense. He had one OTAs, one training camp. It was kind of a COVID OTAs and a COVID training camp, right? Like there were, there were excuses as to why Trey Lance wasn't ready. He hadn't played in 2020, really, outside of one game. He was raw. But now this year, in his second OTAs, in a full year of having and knowing Trey Lance's strengths, knowing that he's only slid once in his entire life, knowing that he's already got hurt by taking a beating over and over and over again one year ago, what does Shanahan do? He doesn't learn from the mistakes. He doubles down on them. How can you... And and look, you can tell whenever Kyle Shanahan knows he's wrong because he gets quiet and lashes out, right? He gets stern, doesn't like being questioned, and he lashes back out. Like, he he questions the media for questioning him. He, he tries to justify to the media why the mistake was made, rather than saying, look, like, we thought Trey could take the hit, or we thought that, you know, the couple quarterback runs, we, we were setting this and that and this play up, and it didn't work out. Like, we knew Trey can use his legs. That was something that we knew when we drafted him, that we liked about him, but, you know, maybe we have to readjust how we coach him or, or readjust how we use him. No one's going to say, or or no one's going to get mad about that. Now, they'll get mad about, well, you should have done that beforehand, which is true, but this is, again, another example of, like, 50 that Kyle Shanahan refuses to learn from his mistakes. Right, just downright, outright, refuses to grow as a play caller and as a coach. You cannot, look, I don't know about you, 
But if I had this Ferrari, as, as Jerry Rice described him, right? You have the Ferrari in the garage. Are you going to take that Ferrari into downtown LA with potholes and rocks and needles and cracks in the road? No. They're going to save that puppy for the freeway where the roads are nice. But you'll take your Honda Civic out there. And I have a Honda Civic. That that thing can deal with <laughs> the potholes, the needles, the cracks in the road of, of, of L.A. Or even San Francisco. I'm not taking my Ferrari across the bridge to San Francisco. I'll take it in the backcountry of Napa or wherever else has nice roads, right? I'm not taking it to where I know there's a higher risk of breaking down, there being an issue, losing a tire, right? So if you're Kyle Shanahan, why would you risk or put your your Ferrari and Trey Lance in position to get hurt? Now, people, people point back to RG3. And look, the RG3 injury was not entirely Kyle Shanahan's fault, right? Neither was Jimmy Garoppolo's. Things happen. But th- there is a common thread that RG3, Jimmy G, now Trey Lance... He just happened to be the quarterback. I'm not going to make the claim that Kyle Shanahan's cursed or he's running quarterbacks into the ground, but at least when it comes to Trey Lance, hey, Kyle, you ran this kid into the ground. You. Not John Lynch, not Jimmy Garoppolo, not whoever else you want to say, you know, whoever, Robert E. Lee, <laughs> just like, ran, like, there's like, it's just you. It's just you. This wasn't a Greg Roman, a Mike Martz, a Jimmy Ray, a Mike Nolan. It's just you, my guy. Just you. You're the one calling plays. And you called three design runs in 16 snaps for Trey Lance. That's almost one-fifth of the play calling. And he was on pace for about 12 to 15 more runs in that game. So it's not like you were going to dial it back down. Had Trey Lance, and this is the biggest thing, had Trey Lance got up from that hit, guess what? Five plays later, run it again. And that's that's the issue. That's the concern. And a lot of that stems from what I believe now is that Kyle Shanahan not trusting Trey Lance to throw the football. Me and you have talked back and forth on Twitter, on Chalkboard, on Instagram, on this podcast, on YouTube, wherever it may be. We've talked about that when I was at training camp, and you can see it in preseason and in these games now, Lance is inconsistent when it comes to his accuracy. Okay? It seemed like Kyle Shanahan felt that or knew that. But because, and going back to why I ran through the entire story of him telling the fans all this stuff about Trey Lance, what he wanted in a quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Jimmy is gone, Trey, you're the guy, right? All that stuff, why I detailed every little inkling of the story of fans hyping him up and all this stuff, was because Kyle Shanahan, had Kyle Shanahan not told the fans that Trey Lance was going to be the starter, right? And I get why he did so. 
I'm not, we can all play Monday morning quarterback and armchair quarterback. That's not what I'm doing. But sometimes hindsight can reveal things for you. And because Trey Lance is now hurt, I think it's opened up a window into how that decision should have been made. Because Jimmy Garoppolo was never going to be brought back on his $25 million salary. Okay, we know that. We all understand that. But had Kyle Shanahan never named Trey Lance the starter, never told the media, never told the fan, fans, but just acted as, as if that was true and let him take first-team reps, let him take all the first-team reps, let him go into the year with the understanding that from the outside looking in, he was going to be the starter while they worked on a restructure for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I, I look, Garoppolo's restructure is was done simply because there a trade could not work out. But a lot of this is how you deal with the fans and media. Had Kyle Shanahan not told the media or fans that Trey Lance was the starter, then if he had concerns about Trey Lance, he could have just not started him, right? If Kyle Shanahan, who proved to us against the Seahawks that he was going to run Trey almost 20% of the snaps, that he doesn't trust Trey Lance's accuracy enough, that once the scripted plays go away, there's not a lot of faith in him. If that was the case, then you got in over your head, Kyle. And that is not even an indictment on Trey Lance. Not one bit. Because one of the why? I can forgive a 22-year-old kid who has barely played football in two years. Almost three. I can forgive him for not being ready. I can forgive him for needing to fix the mechanics and not being ready for live reps with the understanding that we're going to bring back Jimmy for one more year, that being this year. And look, I've already said, I get how this year happened. I was full bore, full go. Trey Lance was going to be the quarterback of this team. Did I agree with it? Yeah, it made sense, right? Jimmy had the one year. Trey Lance was going to come in. All of that made sense. The entire fan base, maybe having, or despite having maybe some reservations, was excited to see what Trey Lance could do. Was willing to give him a shot. But it just seems like now, looking back, that Shanahan maybe jumped the gun too soon. Now, I'm not saying Trey wasn't ready. Or that or that it was a mistake to play Trey or start Trey. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that I can forgive him for not being ready. For him not having the accuracy consistency needed for the offense in the NFL. What I can't forgive is a head coach uh, blatantly throwing a quarterback out there he doesn't trust to run the offense. That's on Kyle. That's not on Trey Lance. Because Trey's going to go out there and say, I'm going to prove myself and do what I can. Okay, well... When Trey's trying to work himself through mechanical changes, 
bumps are going to come with that. The issue is that one of the biggest bumps Trey Lance has had to get over is Kyle Shanahan's unwillingness to adjust to him. Trey Lance, and what I mean by that is, Trey Lance cannot take a beating every single Sunday. Kyle Shanahan saw that, witnessed it, and said, eh, get back out there. That's called negligence. And look, I know Jimmy G is not supposed to be here, but uh, Kyle Shanahan better be praying to God and thanking God he is here. Because this is Kyle Shanahan's fault that Trey Lance is hurt. Now, he didn't make the hit. He didn't make the tackle. But Kyle Shanahan ran him into the ground. Didn't protect him. Let him let him take snaps and then, like, quarterback design powers to the inside between the tackles is extremely dangerous. It's not quarterback sneaks, where it's a one yard, two, th- two yards, maybe three yards if you're lucky. A play. It's hike, I have the ball, the entire defense knows I have the ball, and they're all coming for me 100 miles an hour. Full speed. So if my guys don't block, or if I somehow find a hole, someone's going to fill that hole instantly, and I can't protect myself. It's not like you're Justin Fields running for your life and getting five yards with the scramble. It's, hike, I'm the ball carrier. You are essentially the running back now. Kyle Shanahan turned Trey Lance into a running back. And, well, I hate to break it to you, Kyle. Should I run through them all? McKinnon, Breida. Mostert, Mitchell, Wilson, every running back, Tevin Coleman, every running back you've had have gotten hurt. So it doesn't surprise me that Trey Lance got hurt when he's not built like a running back. He's a quarterback. And you played him like he was Alfred Morris, a la 2018. You can't do that, Kyle. And if the audacity that he has to push back and be snarky and snooty with the media after he's the one who messed up? It's not like the media messed up. They're asking him questions about the decisions he made. Not Trey Lance. Or the media made. And the worst thing about this is, look, I'm not saying fire Kyle. That's dumb. It's ass nine. What I'm saying is, is that Now, we thought Pandora's box was open last year. Or even in 2020, right? Pandora's box is not only open, it's running wild. Because now there's reports that part of the team believes Jimmy was a better choice and that they're happy he's back simply because right now he gives them the better chance to win. Now, I would agree with that. We talked about it on the last podcast where... Jimmy right now is the better quarterback. We know that. We we know that. Because Trey Lance is 22 in raw. With one year and 16 quarters under his belt. Now the hope was that he would progressively get better. And you know there would be an ascension somewhere. Right? But right now in week two. Jimmy is the better option. But you're willing to sit there willing to give Lance time 
And I told you that he had a seven to eight week tryout. And if you're five and three or you're three and five, look, you, you got to change some stuff. Like you got to save your season. Well, now because Kyle Shanahan can't pull his head out of his rump. Now Jimmy has to save your season. And again, I, I'm a big picture guy when it, when I, when it comes to life and the Niners and sports and just making any decision, it's like, well, what about Friday and this day and that day? What about this and that? I am just big picture 100% of the time. And so when Trey Lance got hurt, I said, oh my God. So Jimmy's going to start this year, the remainder of the year, hopefully, fingers crossed, right? And then what? And then you're going to go into next year with Trey Lance coming off a broken ankle, 16 quarters of play in three to four years <laughs> time, and a still not knowing what he is as a player, and Brock Purdy behind him? Oh, how do you sell that to your fan base? How do you sell that to your team? How do you sell that to Trent Williams and Fred Warner? How do you tell Nick Bosa, Hey Nick, you want to sign a contract extension? Oh yeah, he's playing quarterback. We don't know. What do you mean? Well, we have an idea of what he can be, or actually of what, he, what we hope he can be, but we don't know yet. Why would Nick Bosa stay? Uh, you only gonna get older. You think Trent Williams or Kyle Juszczyk or Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk or Eric Armstead? Why would any of them be happy? Now, that doesn't mean they don't back Trey Lance, but that then opens the door for them to have questions to start to have a lack of faith in him. And again, it is not Trey Lance's fault he got hurt. But this is the door Kyle Shanahan opened, and now he has to deal with it. Because guess what, honey? Guess what, Kyle? Kyle? This, last year, we all thought that was Jimmy's FU year, right? Where it was, okay, you're gonna move off of me? Well, I want to show you what I can do even though I'm hurt. To get to the NFC Championship game. You know, we're all sad. Or, you know, we got the loss. He's saying goodbye to the faithful. He's thinking I'm out of here. Well, he comes back. And now he's saying, <laughs> See, guess what? Now you need me more than I need you. I took less money for you. I'm here because you were negligent. Jimmy could have forced his hand. San Francisco didn't want to let him go for nothing. And realized that, eh, we probably shouldn't trade him for a 5th or 6th round pick. He's worth more to us than that. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But now Jimmy, the chips are all in his court. Because, now guess what, Kyle? Jimmy can, what we can all hope, is win a bunch of games... In a contract year, go to the playoffs. I mean, this Niners team is the best roster in the NFC 
with Jimmy G playing quarterback, he may not be the best quarterback in the NFC or the NFL, but this is the best roster in the NFC now with Jimmy G playing quarterback, not Trey Lance. And that's kind of a sure thing to get a bunch of wins. And then let's say they win it all, hypothetically. Even if they don't, whether it's Week 17 or Championship Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, guess what happens at the end of the year, Kyle? Jimmy G says, deuces, gives you the bird, and gets a massive contract elsewhere. And then guess what Kyle Shanahan has? Trey Lance, question mark. Brock Purdy, question mark. Then the most important position on the team becomes, which it already was this year, prior to Jimmy being here, a big question mark, but at least it had hope. Now it's, we don't know who you are, and now we don't know what you can become. There's no promise Trey Lance's ankle heals. There's no promise, and I hope he does. I hope Trey Lance comes back and is Mahomes 2.0. I, I wanted to draft Trey Lance. I want him to be good for the sake of him and the team and Kyle and, and me. I want him to be good. <laughs> but San Francisco, due to Kyle Shanahan, has set themselves up for a disaster. Because Jimmy's going to leave, granted, assuming that he's healthy the entire year. Again, big assumption. And assuming they win some big games, go to the playoffs. Again, big assumption, but with his track record, I mean, it kind of leans and skews that way because we know what he is. He's a winner. The team wins with him. The offense likes him. The team likes him. There's camaraderie there. I mean, you saw on the sideline, Bosa's out there touching his face and his eyes and out there celebrating and doing stuff. He's running off the field. The fan base is like, oh my God, Jimmy, oh my God. He's signing autographs in the tunnel. Like, it's, despite San Francisco now being able to avoid the Trey Lance conversation, it's only going to get ramped up to a billion come next year. Because the conversation's now not going to be, well, what's going to happen with Jimmy? It's going to be, who really is Trey Lance? Is he healthy? Has he... He hasn't played in three years. Is he a bust? Did Kyle Shanahan learn from the mistakes? Is he going to run him into the ground again? Can Trey Lance be that offensive, explosive runner? Like, again, I hope not, but who's to say the injury isn't career-threatening for Trey Lance? Just because you tear your ACL and you're Adrian Peterson and you come back even better doesn't mean the next guy who tears his ACL is going to come back even better, right? I mean, Trey Lance is now on the James Wiseman track because just like James Wiseman, right, Trey Lance has promise. Big potential, but a big unknown. What can he be? Needs to get bigger. Needs to get stronger. Needs to change how he shoots. Needs to change how he throws. Needs to get acclimated to the NBA, the NFL. Then he gets hurt. Then you lose a year of development. And then it's like, okay, like, we don't know what you are. We know, we have hope of what you will become. 
but then you're right back to where you were this year. And I think that's that's the most annoying thing, right? It's one of, and, and to me, it's it's one of the biggest and most frustrating things is because we thought the media fire was going to be bad this past offseason, and it was, right? But now you're putting even more pressure on Trey Lance, and he's done nothing to deserve that. He didn't ask you to trade up to three for him. He didn't ask you to run him into the ground for him. He didn't ask you to get rid of Garoppolo for him. And he's been put in a situation that, again, I think he can handle as my mic falls. (laughs) But when you have a head coach that doesn't really know what he's doing for a lack of better terms... How does a how does quarterback have faith in that guy? You don't think that affects Trey Lance's um, confidence? You don't think he's like, oh man, like can I throw? How are my mechanics? Can I walk? Can I run? All that stuff that gets in your head. And while he's mentally tough, the mental was never the issue. It was can he play on the field? And Kyle Shanahan this year showed a lack of trust in that ability. Now, that doesn't mean Lance can't become the next big thing. What it means is maybe Kyle Shanahan got in over his skis, shouldn't have come out and announced him the starter. Because even Kyle Shanahan showed hesitation. And that hesitation led him to relying on Trey Lance's legs which then led to him breaking his ankle. That is solely on Kyle Shanahan. Solely. And that ruins development. It can ruin confidence. It can ruin his career. How many times have we heard, former first-round pick got the yips and now he can't play? A lot. Now, I'm not saying Trey Lance is getting the yips, but this could be catastrophic. And I don't want to play the downer, right? Because San Francisco still won this game. The Niners are 1-1. One and one. Like, they're going to be okay <laughs> this year. But if you would have told me the Niners would have drafted a quarterback to replace the one that had got them to a Super Bowl two years prior, only to watch him almost get them back there again, still tell him goodbye, then willingly retain him as the backup only to now need him to save their season? I mean, <laughs> I would have laughed at your face and said, you gotta be, yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Guess what? That's where we're at right now. And you know whose fault that is? Guess what? Two words. Kyle Shanahan. Look, I want to make this very clear. Very, very clear. I want Trey Lance to succeed. I want Trey Lance next year, when he's healthy, to make everybody forget about Jimmy Garoppolo. I want him to come out and be Mahomes and Josh Allen. But Kyle Shanahan needs to stop using him as one of those guys. Trey Lance is not Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Drew Brees. Right? 
He's Trey Lance. And the only way that this is going to work is if Kyle Shanahan realizes that. Stop using him as a, a test track dummy. Live reps doesn't mean live bullets. It doesn't mean taking unnecessary shots. It means trying to learn on the fly. Now you can debate all that. Was it good? Was it bad? Should they have done that? Should they have not done that? To me, it feels like Kyle Shanahan, you know the 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 the, the safest way cars, right? Where it's like they have it's like the, the, the driving instructor cars where they have the brake on the, the passenger side still. It's it feels like Kyle Shanahan was in one of those cars where he's teaching Trey Lance driver's ed, but instead of taking him on the road first with their stoplights or stop signs, he said, get on the freeway and go. And when things get muddy, when you know you feel in over your head, things are going too fast for you, I can tap on that brake and slow things down. Well, unfortunately, hey Kyle, Trey Lance may have not been mentally in over his head, but I kind of think those roles were reversed a little bit where Kyle Shanahan got to in over his head and went, oh my goodness, Trey's inaccuracies are here and I've already told the media he's the starter. And again, I get it, rightfully so. I understand why he did that, but I just think they shot the gun too soon, right? They they pulled the trigger too quick without knowing exactly what they had. It was, we're eager to move off of Jimmy, technically, although now we know they haven't, but we're eager to make that change, so it's one and done, even if Trey isn't ready yet. He'll be ready, because I know I'm Kyle Shanahan, and I can figure this thing out. I can make you who I think you can be, or, or who I want you to be. And sometimes... Blind faith isn't a good thing. Sometimes, you know, pride comes before the the fall, Kyle. And now we're in a situation where the whole point of drafting Trey Lance was to was to have somebody better than Jimmy G. Who Jimmy G probably a top sixteen, top fifteen guy, right? Like middle of the pack guy, winning some big games, lose some really dumb games, right? He's a middle middle of the guy quarterback, M- middle of the road. You know, 16 to 13, you know, quarterback in the league, right? We know that. But now you're in a position where next year, you don't even know if you have a quarterback of Jimmy Garoppolo's caliber. Because one, you're not going to see who Trey Lance is or can become this year. There's not going to be the baby steps, the live reps, the hopes to see the potential grow in front of your own eyes. To see the progression in front of your own eyes go, wow, this week we saw some big steps. Toa took a step back. Oh, now he had a really great game against Denver. He had four touchdowns. Wow. And it's not to say Trey hasn't shown that that's in him. He looked good against the Seahawks in the first couple of drives. He looked good against the Bears in the first couple of drives. Right? He looked good against the Texans in the second half. He didn't have Kittle. He didn't have Mitchell in this game. Like, Lance has been behind the eight ball for a lot of it. And Kyle Shanahan now took him and threw him behind the eight ball 400 yards behind it and said, catch up next year. 
And it's like, Kyle, <laughs> what? Why? And not only now is Kyle Shanahan solely set Trey Lance back, he has in return set the franchise back. Because then it's, do you need to draft somebody else? What if Lance can't recover from this? Like, you want to bring back Jimmy? Well, what if Jimmy says no? He has leverage now. You don't. This is for a year. In in, in one year, we are going to see the repercussions of this. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope Trey Lance comes out balls. And we go, Jimmy G who? Remember last year when he broke his ankle? Yeah, forget all that stuff. I I, I hope it's Dak Prescott 2.0, right? Breaks his ankle, leads one of the best offenses in the league next year. I hope that's what it is. But that's sometimes that story's one in the million. And the history Trey Lance has, by no fault of his own, doesn't show that he's that one in a million. It's a bunch of bad luck, right? Hurt your finger against the Raiders. Okay, well, that affects how you throw, right? Hurt your knee against the Cardinals. You were going to get handed the keys of the kingdom, what it looked like, you know, week nine of last year. Knee hurts. Jimmy has to play hurt against the Colts. Things don't happen. They go on the run, right? Then it's your team in the offseason. Well, now it's then no Kittle, then no Mitchell, playing in a monsoon. Then it's no Kittle again, no Mitchell again. You're getting banged up and beat up because you're, head coach is negligent, and now you're out for the season. It's like, there's, there's, it's really hard to explain how far reaching this move is. This move reaches far beyond this year. This move, the hands stretch all the way in to the structure of the roster. He's on a rookie year deal. Next year is year three. Okay, then it's in year four. Like, you have to hope Trey Lance... Like, you have to hope you know what Trey Lance is in year three. Off an injury. Because come year four, beginning of that year, you gotta decide, is it a fifth-year option or not? Like, there are big decisions looming about Trey Lance. You gotta pay Nick Bosa. You gotta pay Ayuk soon. You gotta extend Jimmy Ward. Like, there are big moves coming. And right now, like, the whole, the whole selling point was, we are going to solidify the quarterback room for 15 years, right? That's what you and I were sold. Now, the quarterback room is in a bigger disarray than before Trey Lance even got here. And that's scary. That's, that's scary. Because that is the exact opposite in which we were sold. And, that's, and none of that is even Trey Lance's fault. Kyle Shanahan's the one to blame. He has to bear that weight when that head hits the pillow every single night. We can forget it for a whole year, right? But as soon as whatever game that clock hits zero, season's over, guess what, Kyle? Who's the QB? Is it Trey Lance? Guess what? We know nothing about him. Nothing. Are the mechanics fixed? Oh wait, couldn't work on him all year because he broke his ankle due to you. Hey Kyle, 
Has Trey's accuracy improved? Oh, wait, don't know, didn't play because of you. Does he have chemistry with Kittle and Ayuk and Debo? Oh, no, wait, don't know because of you. Can he even make it in the NFL? <laughs> we don't know. We won't know for now another whole season. So, to end, to end, I want to give you some words of advice. Enjoy the season. Jimmy Garoppolo is now your starting quarterback once again. What does that mean? I don't know. It could be he's hurt in week three against the Broncos, or it could mean something special happens again. We don't know. All I can say is, enjoy the season. Put Trey Lance in the back of your brain. Hope he gets better. Pray he gets better. Hope he can heal up and get back on the field. Never want to see a young quarterback like that, or any player, in fact, get hurt like that. We want to see Trey be successful. But right now, you have to forget about Trey Lance because you're not going to see him for another full season with no progress, no growth, no live reps. So enjoy the season. Enjoy what is now, again, supposed to be Jimmy Garoppolo's final season in San Francisco. There is no more quarterback distractions. None. This is Jimmy Garoppolo's team. This essentially is 2019 all over again with a better defense. That's that's pretty special. So let's root for this team. Cheer on as we are part of the faithful. Let's go out there and let's kick some ass. Kick some ass. Hey, Russ. Niners country. Let's ride. Week three. Sunday night football cannot wait to play Russell Wilson again. He looks washed. Washed, I tell you. In Denver, they look awful. Awful, and I love it. Seahawks lose. Let's beat the former Seahawk. It's going to be a good week three against the Denver Broncos. But until then, follow us on social media at 49ers.access. That's the Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. You can use promo code 49ERaccess, 49ERACCESS at SeatGeek.com to save yourself $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. And until next time, my name is Sterling Bennett, asking you to leave a like, share, subscribe, leave a review, and stay faithful. I'm not